Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I'm here talking with Glenn Gonzalez, and uh, Glenn has had a spectacular uh, few years here building JetIt. And it's expanded, he's expanded services, he's expanded geographically, has expanded employees and services. And uh, so, Glenn, uh, thanks so much for being with us. Go, uh, go through that again, how that you, you, you told me earlier, but we need to hear it again. Just how much have you grown this thing? Uh, uh, just talk about the employees and the aircraft again. You went like 20-something. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, 25 airplanes here in North America. 26 is in Europe. Uh, just under 200 employees here just in the U.S. Um, I think we've crested 200 if you include uh, Canada. Uh, we should cross through $100 million in revenue this year. Um, and so our business has been scaling very quickly. Uh, we've grew through covid which uh, I'm, I'm very encouraged by. And I, I think the mo thing I'm most proud of is the fact that uh, of the people that we work within our, that work at JetIt, uh, it's the relationships that we all have. Uh, you can go to church with anybody in our company, go to dinner, uh, go and, and party, hang out with them, and everybody seems to get along. And it's, it speaks volumes about the culture of our organization. I'm so proud of these amazing people that work with us. But not only expanding uh, uh globally uh and the number of aircraft the employees how many employees you say you're up to now uh here in the u.s we're just under 200 and uh when you add canada i think we've crested 200. wow and so the average income from that group of people is uh disproportionately high i would imagine uh because of the uh you know the skilled nature of the, the group that you have with you. It, it, we, we are the top paying uh, in, in our space for our flight crew members, uh, for our maintenance tech, technicians. So yes, uh, it does require some technical skill. That skill requires years of experience. And um, you know we're, we're grateful for the amazing people that we have. And also the uh, services that you do. Talk, you, you, go through that again. You do what are all the different things you do? You don't just offer uh, uh, the flight service. Yeah, our, our primary, of course, is uh, helping people get from A to B. But we also provide maintenance services. Uh, we support our own aircraft. We'll support another uh, individual's aircraft that we are trained on. Uh, we offer aircraft management services for those individuals who own a, a whole aircraft. Uh, we're happy to support them and uh, manage their airplane for them. Uh, pulling your airplane in and out of the hangar is a lot more difficult than people want to give it credit for. Um, and so uh, we, we will support them through that and support them in dealing with the manufacturer and service and support for your aircraft. Um, and then also we offer brokerage services. If you have an airplane that you're looking to sell or if you are looking to acquire an aircraft, uh, we're happy to support you through that uh, effort also. And if people, I mean, just... Uh... This just jumped in my mind. If people do want to follow up with you, how do they follow up? 
Yeah, just uh, gojetit.com. That's G-O-J-E-T-I-T.com. Uh, you can find us there, contact us there. Uh, our careers page is, is live and well. Uh, we'd love to have more great crew members. We try to hire uh, maintenance technicians and, and pilots who are great people that happen to have a technical skill. Now, why do you, uh, was there some particular philosophy you had that caused you to uh, have, uh, uh, you know, being on the higher end of the uh, wage scale uh, compared to uh, others in your industry? Well, it's, it's really hard to find um, uh, people in, in every uh, environment right now. There's so many uh, people that are, are looking for great opportunities. And aviation is a very unique career field. It's, um, it requires uh, a unique understanding of a number of facets that come together. Uh, so for us, we, we have to pay a little bit more to maintain the expertise and the, the value that we need. And, and the uh, uh, growth of the company and keeping up with that. Uh, let's talk about what you carried out of, what kind of, you know, you talked about the academy. So which academy, did uh, Air Force Academy? Yeah, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one academy as far as we're concerned. But uh, no, the Air Force Academy is uh, the school that I attended. Well, I'm talking uh, live from Colorado Springs, right down the road from uh, your alma mater. Oh, cool. <laughs> as, it turned, as it turns out. And so uh, uh, what kind of athletic, what, what, in terms of athletics, what I've we found in, you know, in marketing and the competitive world of marketing, the disproportionately high percentage of the people who excelled had pretty, you know, had several years of uh, competitive sports in high school and growing up. They learned teamwork. They learned, you know, sacrificing for a common cause. They, you know, they, they learned that winning is better than losing. That's what I always say. I was the greatest athlete in the world in high school, but I did, I did notice that winning was better than losing. <laughs> yeah. and, and so how, what kind of sports did you play yeah. uh, growing up? I, I was, uh, I played basketball. I was in a lot of track and field, um, whether it be cross country or uh, some of the uh, 800 and 1600 uh, medium distance races. Um, but you know, one of the things we try to do is we try to hire veterans, athletes, and musicians. Um, there's a common thread between all of those individuals. Uh, there's a level of discipline. There's a level of work ethic. Um, a, a musician who's playing in an orchestra understands that if they are out of tune, everyone in, in the audience will hear that one note that is wrong. So they understand that same teamwork mindset that our veterans and our athletes uh, understand. Um, so it's when you bring all of those individuals together uh, with a simin, sim, similar background and experience, work ethic, discipline, um, teamwork, uh, it, it seems to work well for, for how we approach business. And um, I learned that playing sports myself. And when did it dawn, when did it dawn on you that connection between those abilities, those sports, those activities and business? 
I, I think um, my, I have two daughters who are young musicians and uh, I've heard them play a lot of notes out of tune. Uh, they're much better today. Uh, but uh, I, I think in large part uh, that, that came about with the universal languages. Uh, math, music, and sports are universal languages. No matter where you are in the world, um, you can two plus two equals four. Um, and, and you throw a ball out in, in, amongst a group of kids and they'll either kick it, bounce it, or something of the sort. Um, toss it around between one another. Uh, and then music, you know, it touches our souls. It may not be the music that you understand completely, but if you hit the right note at the right time, it, it'll touch your soul. And so those are universal languages and um, you know, it's, it's that kind of common thread between each of those things that we also find with those athletes, veterans, and musicians. When you look back in your uh, athletic uh, career, uh, you know, we all have coaches. Were there, do you think the, your, do you think your coaches, any of your coaches were that influential on, on you? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, the good and bad, the ones I won with. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Yeah, at the Air Force Academy, we lost a lot of games, and yeah. I have a strong distaste for moral victories. There's no such thing as a moral victory. Um, you win or you lose, and um, you know. So I, I learned those things from the coaches that I won with, the coaches that I lost with. And any particular thing that you that comes back to you in running your business uh, that relates back to any of those coaching experiences or situational things that you went through uh, as you were coming up? Yeah, I, I, I think the thing that I would probably rely upon most is the preparation. Um, you, you spend so much time preparing for the game um, and, and that's what makes you ready for the actual game itself. Um, and was, was that just something you noticed or was that pointed out? In, and, you know, made a priority. You, you know, if I if I had to uh, you know, point to a point in time where I recognized it or realized it, uh, one of my mentors, he, he said, Glenn, you know, you've got this business model. If you don't need to change more than 5% of your business model at any point in time, you've got a winning business. Um, and, you know, from our planning standpoint, uh, we, we are on par and right on schedule for everything that we outlined uh, much of it you can read in the, in the case study about us, but um, we, we've been growing and building the business in line with our uh, game plan uh, that we initially set out. And, and that's all about preparation. We, we've got a couple of minutes left here, Glenn, but you know, you've earned the right to, to speak to this particular thing. And that is uh, people get confused with how much planning they need to have before they launch something, you know, and how much preparation and things like that. And the, my advice generally has always been, you've got to get enough of a plan to where that it could work, you know, and hopefully you've got a, a model out there of somebody who's been successful and you generally see how they did it or a variation of that, that makes sense to you. But if you stop and wait till you try and, solve all of the the details before you get started you're you'll never never get off the ground and uh how did you speak to that about how you de you know 
what you've got to have to start with and then how that evolves because you're speaking to your plan that you have now we're following it but that wasn't probably wasn't exactly all there in place in the beginning yeah yeah I, you know you you sometimes you got to start with a 80 percent solution um yeah. and and you have the mindset that you're going to um solve that last 20 percent once you get into the thick of it because you may there may not be a way to understand what those other risk factors that are associated with that 20% are. But yep. if the timing's right and you're confident in your 80%, um, then, then you take the leap. Um, and, and that was kind of the case here with Jedit. Uh, it, it was a two-year effort to build the business model. It was an effort of communication with tons and tons and tons of people, prospective customers, people who have experience in finance and accounting and fundraising. Um, it was a tremendous effort uh, to gather as much information as possible to outline and build a strategy from here's where I am today, I'm going over there, how do we do it? Um, and trying to figure out as many steps along the way. And, and uh, would you say the primary driver on that was the questions you had because you had to figure, you know, you know you, this was going to be your life, your money, your credibility, and was the primary driver on pulling that information in and getting those answers, questions that you had? Absolutely. It was, um, but it was also the conversations with other people. Uh, yeah. what, what am I missing? Right. What yeah. don't I know? Um, I, I, I don't know what I don't know. So tell me from your experience uh, what, with what you've heard from me. Um, and it, so it requires you to get in front of the people that uh, have the information um, that you trust what they have to tell you. You know, I, I, I think of it, and this isn't my acronym, but AIR. You know, we need, all need AIR to breathe. So you need access uh, in business, you need information, and you need resources. Um, and so the AIR that uh, came about was, I, I was fortunate enough to be around a lot of successful business people. That was the access. Uh, I wasn't afraid to ask them for information. Um, and to build a business plan around that information. And, and you know, you've got Google and people to talk to and the library, whatever the case may right. be, gather as much information as possible. And then those resources, uh, once you have a game plan, now you can go and ask for resources, uh, whether it's financial resources, time resources, um, you know, investing your own personal resources, but you, you've got to have that air, that access information and resources in order to get things moving. Hey, this has been a, so much fun, so much information. And uh, I'll tell you this, you're such a low key guy. <laughs> you kind of, you know, if, if people, my challenge has been here to not let you fly under the radar. <laughs> well, uh... You're so, you're so smooth at how you run your business, how you see things, how you navigate it. And it would be so easy for people to say, yeah, you know, I know that. I know that. No, you don't. You know, and the reason I know you don't know it is because you don't have a uh, Blinz track record, you know. And so but just tremendous compliment to you for how far you come, how well you come and how, how well you've done it. And really the foundation you have laid uh, for going forward. And I, I'm happy for the people that are working with you and I'm excited about your future. 
And so what would you say as a wrap up uh, comment here for that you've learned or that you would say to people, uh, you know, they're, they, they're building, but they've already might have something They might be getting ready to start their own company uh, or they're ready for a whole nother stage. Uh, what would you pass on about being the leader, about being an entrepreneur? Any, any one last thing jump in your mind? You know, I, I, it goes back to that, that mindset. I've been here before. Um, yeah. I've been here for the good times. I've had great experiences and fun. Um, I've, I've been through some tough times too. And I, I overcame, I made it through and, and you will, yeah. it, it'll, it'll suck at times. It sucks right now. We're right. feeding for famine in our industry. Uh, we've yeah. got so much demand and so little supply to, uh, to service that demand, but we'll, we've been here before, uh, different situation, different times, hard, take a deep breath, stretch. Um, you'll get into your second wind and you keep pushing through. I'm going to give you a call next time I'm in Greensboro. Come see us. We'd love uh, to see you. I, I want to come there. see this operation. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Glenn. This has been so much fun, man. Look this forward to talking fun. again down the road. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whiteallonwinning.com. Thanks for listening.